Queer in the Time of Covid, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that's pecking our heads about the pandemic and everything we're doing to get through this little patch of whatever we now call life. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Sassel. Week six, Olivia. Week six, week six, week six. <laughs> Hello, welcome. Is it, is it week six already? Well, it's week six of working from home. So quarantining as it were. Week five of pure lockdown. Wow, week six of working from home. Yeah, insane. Actually insane. Yeah. I haven't been into Manchester city centre for six whole weeks. Insane. Oh, really? You haven't, you haven't done any socially distant walking into that? No, we've, we've skirted around, the, <laughs> around it, but we've never gone like full in. I'm, I haven't tried yeah. to do that, but like also kind of almost kind of want to keep it as a little treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I feel like your senses are going to be overloaded when that time comes imagine just yeah. like going to the normal quarter bars like after months <laughs> of isolation. I mean they they overwhelm me at the best of times anyway but uh um yeah no actually tonight was just before I finished work about uh half four-ish and then we recorded about from like half five-ish or whatever I went for a quick walk around the block to like get some exercise in and it was the first time I'd left the house and been in public on my own because I've been out yeah. loads but with Izzy and Adam and I was like oh I'm feeling like anxious to be on my own I was like I need to go and do this so like I remember what it's like to be in public on my own <laughs> and it yeah. was it was good it was a nice time were there so many, hot today were there many people around yeah it's it's warm yeah there were a bunch of people like doing walking or like hanging out at the park doing some exercise and stuff like that but no one not groups of people definitely like socially distance distancing people so yeah totally fine I mean it's um uh I mean live very close to the city center so it's bound to always be like quite quite full of life in a sense um but yeah. actually oh my god earlier today I was <laughs> just doing some work and I thought I could hear you know sometimes when like a car comes past that has like it's phone on it's really loud like you can hear it really loudly okay yeah and I was like what is, who's doing that and then it came closer it was louder and it was actually one of those huge like tellies on the back of a van that was like got a message from the police being like stay home and it was like hi I'm Dan from Coronation Street whoever that is <laughs> um, and I was and he was like and I'm urging you to stay home but like he didn't just say that he kept like talking about like his life story as it was going around the block and I was like yeah, I've heard you say stay home, but as soon as you've gone around the corner, like you're not saying that, so it just sounds it sounds weird. Like I thought I'd lost my mind. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Police <laughs> are just playing some kind of Coronation Street autobiography <laughs> out the back of the car. So weird, so bizarre, <laughs> but very much a sort of like, uh, like post-apocalyptic feel um, of life. Um, and I was like, God, this is really happening so yeah yeah nothing is ruled out in quarantine no it isn't um but anyway how are you yeah I'm all right um same old same old coming to you from um the office slash box room of my mum's house <laughs> yeah um looking out onto the garden honestly this gorgeous weather has been the real saving grace I know we talk every week about how lucky we are with our situations but it does make it so much easier that it's just not chucking it down oh absolutely it really, truly is the MVP of this situation like we had I think we had one uh, gray day on maybe it was Saturday was a bit grayer or something like that and I was like oh 
this is so yeah. much worse. Yeah, As you know, we have, um, we have a lot of relatives and friends in Canada and during their quarantine time, it's been snowing. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're all being like really jealous of my mum because she's sending them more like sunny pictures from our like socially distanced <laughs> walks. But they're going to be like loving life in a few weeks when they can go and swim in the pool and things and it'll oh, be God, like yeah. absolutely chucking it down here. But you know, whatever. No. Um, but yeah, um, not yeah, not too much to report to be honest. Very quiet weekend as per usual. Mm-hmm. Very quiet life as per <laughs> usual. And yeah, I don't know. Just um, keep keep plodding on. I think that I have been lusting after normal life things a bit more this week though. Yeah. Um. Like whenever I see, I feel like my like quarantine senses are heightened. So now I can't. I can't watch anything or read anything normally anymore without kind of like scanning it for things that are wrong with it in a quarantine world. Oh, yes. Like people holding hands, people hugging, people in bars, people kissing, people shaking hands, all these things I just find so jarring now and so unsettling. And I wonder, you know, that that old sort of um, phrase that people keep saying, um, rightly or wrongly, when this is all over, um, I wonder when this is all over or whatever version of, of that may be, how how it's all going to land. Like, will we even shake hands anymore? Because to be quite honest, the thought of shaking hands is so gross to me now. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely going to be a change. Not gross, but just anxiety inducing yeah. about what that means. I think because I'm just like, no. I think it'll take a long time for that stuff to reset. Definitely um yeah i keep we've been watching obviously like a lot of master chef um and every time like someone's like finishing off a meal everyone's just touching the food loads i'm like oh my god stop touching the food so much which i'm usually like anyway but like with an added extra like element of like oh no you can't do that so it's odd how much it like gets into your your uh, subconscious and uh, it's there everywhere um but yeah, yeah no like yeah hugging and stuff i don't know i think uh, I think it'll be weird to like hug a person for the first time. <laughs> I know. But, like, People, do you think that like after a short while we'll just snap back? Maybe. You know, if we're if we're allowed to do all of that stuff again, will we just snap back? But um, I, I was having a meeting today at work, and they were talking about um, the kind of process of coming back into the office, which obviously at the moment is still very much like theoretical. Yeah. But they were saying, you know. It won't be hot desking anymore. It won't be the same amount of people in the office. You know, like a lot of stuff will change to make it the safest environment. Because at the moment, like our office environments are perfect for the spread of coronavirus because we all hot desk. There's people coming in and out of countries all the time, flying around. Like it's very social. It's very like a sort of people orientated business. So it, it will be yeah quite quite hard to um resume well to resume normal practice but I don't think we will I think there'll be like loads of changes and like we were saying a couple of weeks ago I think that it's gonna really change um attitudes about flexible working and working from home and what is the kind of safest and best thing to do and coronavirus aside I suppose just a positive for a lot of businesses that they've seen that obviously a lot of them have been forced into it but this can be done like we don't all have to be in an office yeah 
no yeah absolutely i mean there's a lot of you know ways that people and all you know how all of us are being uh forced to like rethink how we do things and how like our businesses are run and how our country is run and everything like that and i think it's highlighted a lot of like ways that we can do things hopefully better in the future and i think a lot of people are coming around to actually saying those things now and being like oh yeah you know hopefully going forward we'll be able to think more about x y and z but it's just hoping that when this does return to whatever normal becomes that people don't yeah. forget those things and that like they actually do remember what can be like uh what good could come of this if anything so um like you know you would never think that loads of people would never think that their businesses businesses could run as they do now but they are running like they're not the you know peak best like way probably for most people but for a lot of people they're probably fine um and it's kind of like thinking well what other things have you said we would never be able to do that actually you probably could do and therefore would benefit like everyone a lot more so hopefully people will like remember what they talk about now but it's you know i think once people get given back like their freedoms and their sort of um go back to normal life a lot of people just snap back and forget yeah i just think it's very easy for people to snap out of like you know in a time of crisis people will say all the right things and like be saying and doing all the right things but that as soon as they're like back to their normal life i think a lot of people find it easy to just forget about that because like they can um but hopefully it does do some like long-term change in the way that we do certain things so that's fingers crossed for the future yeah <laughs> what are you living um, and longing for olivia <laughs> So, um, do you have CoStar? Have we discussed this before? I've had CoStar for like half an hour once. Because, you know, I'm not allowed yeah. like apps for too long because my phone doesn't, can't hold them. <laughs> okay, well, when you get a new phone, it's <laughs> going to be a whole wealth of opportunities for you. Um, so, I've, I've got CoStar, and as I'm sure you know, it yeah. gives you like a daily thing. And I shared it on, my, on our group today. And my daily sort of affirmation um, slash sort of, thing to live by today um it just says keep it up bitch <laughs> <laughs> and i thought yeah so i will yeah <laughs> thanks, <Han>. thanks co-star <laughs> yeah and it was a lot more encouraging than i think it was possibly intended to be so um that was nice yeah that's co-star. Good. yeah that's really yeah. good also i just on the subject of astrology etc it's motherfucking tourist season and you've not sent me a single thing to to say that about really? the fact that it's Taurus oh. season, <laughs> I think that I'm so overloaded with memes of, of everything. Yeah. All of my horoscope ones are getting diluted with like coronavirus that ones on Instagram. That is a shame. And I'm kind of over the coronavirus memes a bit now. Yeah. Um. And I want my I want my normal service to resume. I want the Taurus ones back. <laughs> so I miss them. I'll see what I'll see what I can do for you on the okay, run up you. to your birthday. Oh, thank you. So and much. We'll seek to um, fulfill my role as your personal astrologer, astrologist. Yes. Psychic Sally. <laughs> That's the yeah, Mystic Meg. Um, and I am longing for, I mean, this is probably a living and longing combined, mm. but as you know, I have made a return into The Sims 4 and wow. it has been an, an, an unreal experience. And I am longing for more Sims expansion packs because... <laughs> Yes, Lucy, I did download Sim Seasons. Yes. And 
I have no regrets. I've just celebrated Talk Like a Pirate Day, which <laughs> went really nicely. And you can you can make you can make all of your own celebrations and they have exactly. loads of like gorgeous decorations. You can decorate your house or you can go and like celebrate it somewhere else. Oh, and um, obviously it's different seasons and different things are available. I've got like a gorgeous ice rink. Um I can go and like play in the leaves. I can to save money on electricity, I can take a shower in the rain. Oh, that's good. Like that. Yeah. You can have an outside shower. Yeah, it's very eco. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of things that you can do in Sim season. And um also to kind of piggyback on this longing, I am obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with Juno Birch. Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. Obsessed. I can't do anything else. I've watched every single video that she's made. And she, yeah. And if people don't know who she is, she is um, a Manchester-based drag queen. But um, the beauty of Juno Birch, other than the fact that she's an absolute gorgeous angel, is that she does um, kind of, she does gaming videos about The Sims. Yeah. And a lot of her sort of aesthetic, a lot of her aesthetic is based around things that she deems to be iconic. So... <laughs> And she, and she sort of says a lot of that comes from or is complemented in The Sims. Like there are nods to so many iconic things. Absolutely. Like the fact that like a robber is always in the black and white stripey outfit and everything is just like a sort of pastiche of how things yes. are known in the world. And that's kind of like what her aesthetic is all about. So it's just so peak to watch her gaming that on The Sims. And she create. Have you watched any of them? Yes. Yeah. 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 They come up on my Twitter quite a lot. So I've I've watched them for the past, you know, bit of time. I can remember for, for okay. as long as I can remember, like been seeing her doing Sims. I just I live for the storylines. Like <laughs> the storyline. If people have been missing, you know, EastEnders and Corrie during coronavirus, just go onto Juno Birch's YouTube, watch the videos, and it'll be like you're just watching EastEnders. And also, she does the Celebrity Big Brother ones where yeah. she's made a Big Brother in the sims with all these celebrities in and use the celebrity expansion pack and it is just unreal scenes and she's always locking people in prisons yeah in stunning prisons yeah um killing them all and then she just has like really irrational hatreds of different characters and then she has like the icons and the icons are like the main ones and when like all the icons are in the cafe she has to pause because it's too much that all the icons are there (laughs) it's brilliant there's um pollination technician who is an icon <laughs> um who else obviously bella goff's an icon but she's an original icon oh og og icon yeah uh, and there's just like loads of like really like funny name like funny names um and she makes loads of great alien houses and loads of great like witchy houses and stuff like that and like, always yeah. like doing loads of like, seances and stuff um so I've just absolutely been living for it. It's been so funny to me. Um, yeah, that's where my head is at at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. All of the Juno Birch content. Um, how about how about you? Um, yeah. Uh, God, what happened there? My my brain just stopped. <laughs> you're too you're too gagged at pollination technician. I am. <laughs> what is what is the name of this one? I have to just check one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah so it's so it's the, the two main icons a pollination technician and nervous subject oh yeah nervous subject <laughs> it's 
so brilliant. Yeah, she creates great stories. Like you say, it's all the drama you could need. So maybe just watch them all on a Sunday like an omnibus. Oh, yeah. A gorgeous, iconic omnibus, much like Hollyoaks, but The Sims 4. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Stunning yeah. and iconic, as she would say. She, yeah, stunning and iconic. <laughs> but she does raise a really valid and true point that Sims 4 is not as good as Sims 2. Sims 2 is so much better. Thank you so much. Me and Izzy were having this big discussion last night about The Sims, and we agreed Sims 2 is the best Sims. Um, Can you get Sims 2 anymore? Can you buy it? You can't get it, like, in the same way. You have to, you can only get it, like, on, like, its disc format. They did really, they did do a release of it very briefly on Origin, but not all the time, which is really frustrating because I really want it. I'd much rather play Sims 2. I think it's much better. I'd much rather play Sims 2. Yeah. Because all the stuff you can do is way better. And I want to get the plastic surgery machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sims 2 is my main one. Like, I love that so much. Sims 3 is a bit yeah. crap. And Sims 4 is like, ugh, fine. But it's just too much about, like, your ambitions. And I don't care. I don't have any ambition. Don't you know me? <laughs> yeah, Sims, Sims 4 is, is, too, is too much of a capitalist society. Absolutely. It's just like trolling. Pure hedonism. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It is pure hedonism. Pure plastic surgery. Um, and I love how in, in those videos, she always makes all the icons look like Pete Burns. Yes. <laughs> and then she's always like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like put you in the plastic surgery uh, machine as a punishment. But then always every time she ends up absolutely loving whatever the plastic surgery is. And she's like, no, that's, that's, that's too iconic. She's really pleased. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, what are you living and longing for this week i'm sure you can't beat that but i just want to say that we are totally bringing the the pandemic content that people need because everyone played the sims and so that was a great little segment there (laughs) Uh, yeah i think it's very yeah apropos of our situation um if you were before we move on if you were to make any forays into expansion packs as i have done um what do you think you're most inclined to go for at this um, point because I, well, I, I think you'll get into that space yeah oh I will eventually I will yeah um if you know to spend the money on it just you know it's difficult difficult these these days but um I I, lo- I love seasons I always love seasons when when I had it on sims 2 uh, uh, anyway so um I'm into that I'm also I'm I'm, I'm into pets I want the pets mm. because a cat lover lives here as you know um and like yes. when when I used to play Sims 1, OG Sims, we downloaded like this crack file thing that made it so you could have like, a do- it was a dog and a pig, I think. But they were just like these like, you get a pig and it was just like stationary, but you could also like, it would move ever so slightly every now and then, like two pixels. And you could have it in like this little hutch with like, and it would create mud. And it was like this like secret pet that you could have on the Sims. And I always loved that. Cool. So <laughs> I just want the pet one, loads, <laughs> to relive. Well, I, think, I feel like that, that's what I miss about the original Sims, that like, mm-hmm. there are way more like hacks and weird things yes. than there are now. Yeah. There needs to be more like secret things that you can do. Yeah, there aren't really. It's all very like, you know, you got to buy everything. Too sleek. Yeah. yeah, it's too sleek. It needs to be like more glitchy. I, I agree. I agree completely. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as much as I would love for this to just become a Sims podcast, <laughs> I would not be mad. And I don't think anyone else. Maybe we, maybe that's what we do with this. Yeah. <laughs> Putting it out there. We'll, we'll discuss it. Um, 
Oh, right. Living and longing. Um, so I'm living for. So uh, have you listened to Fiona Apple's new album? Yes. And yeah. Fiona Apple, uh, speaking of icons, is very iconic to me. Oh, my such an icon, yeah. Early noughties angst. Paper yeah. Bag is one of my favourite songs ever. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she is like truly solidified herself as iconic with her new album fetch the bolt cutters which literally like um queer twitter is like losing its mind over um but what i the main thing i'm living for so i think it's a really great album i've been enjoying it but uh today (laughs) i saw a tweet from at actual ori who (laughs) created so basically the tweet reads i tried to make fiona apple more digestible for the basic gays (laughs) and the video is um of her song, the first song from the album, which I think is called uh, I Want You To Love Me or something like that, something along those lines. They have put um, the lyrics to that song to the tune of Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh my God. And it works amazingly. I will send it to you after this. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. It's so great. That is the collective track of the week already. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm just living for it. It's so great. Like I press play being like, I'm not sure this is going to work, you know, kind of like seems wrong. Um, And it just works so well. And I love like those sort of mix of things. I think they're fun. So um, yeah, I was living for that this very day. So I thought I'd make that my living. Um, That reminds me of like when, um, when there was that Mr. G thing to um, the hotline bling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love things like that when people do those things. They're funny. (laughs) There's a lot of that going on at the moment in lockdown. People being creative. Love to see it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, And I am longing for... um, So all my longings are... I can't help but feel like this is the perfect time to really understand the things that um, you, like, really, really yearn for when you can't have them. Um, And my longing this week is to be by the sea. I'm longing for it. I love going to the sea. And I just haven't been to the sea for so long. And I'm supposed to be going for my birthday. And today I finally accepted that that's not going to happen. I cancelled the Airbnb. And uh, I'm just really, really longing for the beach. I will settle for ice cream at the moment. So (laughs) I'm going to try and get some ice cream this weekend as a treat. But um, yeah, I'm just longing for the beach. And I think it's good to document these things that are the things I'm really yearning for to remember uh, how much I appreciate them when we're out of this version of life. Yeah. Do you, do you think that you'll keep the um, government letter, the 10 Downing Street letter? Didn't get one. That everybody... Did you not? Don't think so. Or, uh, we might put it in the bin already. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we either got one or we put it in the... No, we did get one. We put it in the bin. Oh, okay. We didn't even know Ours is on our fridge and my mum was like, should we like keep it as a piece of history? <laughs> um, and I think probably they will get some, they will get kept somewhere by some uh, people to oh, sort of remember it. Definitely. I, I uh, kept the, you know, the like text that was like, you must stay in your house. I was like, oh, maybe I'll keep that text for like posterity or whatever. But I don't ever really get texts. So every like, apart from for like things where it's like, you know, a download, like a code to open an app or whatever because uh, yeah. I'm always re-downloading apps because <laughs> I don't have any room <laughs> running theme of my life um, and I accidentally deleted it in one of my delete alls so oh well, <laughs> I'm okay. sure, well I am you- sure I will remember this 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you can have my text. I'm sure I still have it. Thank you so much. So, Lucy, it's another week. We're still in quarantine, but there's one thing that we can do. I think it's high time that you quarantine. As we both discussed, um, I think that we probably saw this about the same sort of time um, on Netflix because I think we probably have like the exact same algorithm. <laughs> but um, we both saw last week that there was a new show on Netflix, didn't we? And oh, yeah. this show is entitled Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> and we knew just from the title alone that it would be the show for us. And then when we saw that it was about a paradise island and a sex challenge, we thought, hello. Right. Sign me up. Right. Well, don't sign me up, but sign me up to watch it. Yes. And the sex challenge is that there is no sex. So basically, Too Hot to Handle is Love Island, but with no sex. And this kind of like sand timer of um, snogs and sex that makes the money go down if they do any of the naughty things. Yes. So that basically they took the like biggest, like most horniest people they could find, put them in a resort and said like, essentially got them on with the pretense of like, you can do loads of shagging. And then we're like, oh, actually there's some prize money and you can't do any shagging. And if you do any of these things, you'll be losing money from your prize pot. So it was the ultimate test. And do you know what? What a test to put out into the world at this very pandemic time when no one can touch, don't you think? Well, yes. And um, Laura made the exact same analogy and sort of said that it's exactly, not exactly, but, but similar to coronavirus in the yeah. sense of like, so for example, there are two characters, cast members, Francesca and Harry, and they were the first ones to break in episode one. And they had a snog knowing that they would lose the whole team money, but they did it anyway. Yeah. And so it's kind of, I guess, an analogy for people doing, if they do naughty things, then they ruin it for the group, i.e. the world. Yeah. So it feels like it's so, it's so apropos of, of now because you can put yourself in the position of the snoggers and be like, oh my God, I just want to do certain things so much. Maybe if I just, yes. but then you put yourself in the position of the other people in the group who are affected and you see like their anger and frustration when the snoggers do things and then you're in that group as well. So it's kind of like a really interesting um, social experiment. Yeah, definitely. And it like, um, like you say, yeah, it plays out like a bunch of dynamics that are so like metaphorical to how our lives are at the moment. And which I thought was really interesting. So obviously they made it pre-Quaza. So like, um, I just like found the whole thing. So I know you've only watched a couple apps. I've managed to watch all of it. I won't do any spoilering because it's, you know, pretty unspoilerable in a sense. But um, like, I just, I, I, I was like, just so taken in by it. But in a way that I'm not usually with those things. My, my main thought at the beginning was I was devastated we weren't watching it together because we would have had the most hilarious time. We like would have we had the most hilarious time. Yeah. We would have had a most, the most gorgeous chippy. And I've not had a chippy in... <sighs> two months oh no that's ages i know <laughs> i can't long. get a chip on it on a on an app can you not nope oh that's sad that's very sad for you they've all yeah they, they've all completely shut but anyway yeah. it's not about it's not about that <laughs> um. <laughs> so they have in the show they have this um like uh sort of 
Google Home Siri-esque system that talks to them and tells them like when they need to do things called um, Lana, which really reminded me of, um, do you remember, was it, was it called Pod in Snog Marry Avoid? Was it Snog Marry yeah. Avoid? Yeah. Yeah, it was called Pod. Very similar voice. And I was just like, oh, it's like Pod. Pod is back. And, you know, slightly sort of sarcastic. Um, yeah, very sarcastic attitude to life. Yes. Um, yeah, so, like, what started off is just, like, you know, a uh, sort of wild dating show with, like, a crazy premise or whatever, without any spoilers, turned into quite a good, like, exploration of human relationships and growth. And they do actually do, like, without saying exactly what happens... There's a bunch of like personal growth that goes on that does seem completely genuine. They do like a bunch of cute workshops, which like actually really touched me. I don't know if that's like, would I would feel the same in a normal, of a normal day, but because like, I'm just like longing to see people like doing well and doing nice things. It was like super nice to watch. Um, And yeah, I just found it really like entertaining. And yeah, I I watched it all like in like one second. I loved it. And I think I think it's it's it struck a really interesting tone because what is so appealing about Love Island is kind of like it's like a microcosm of a very specific like strand of humanity and our sort of like yeah. most base desires kind of played out in this really concentrated setting where you're kind of uh, that it, it's like everyone's everyone's super hot the stakes are really high everything's really intense it's a small group so like your, your prefrontal cortex is like like yeah. um but i think that too hot to handle has all of those elements but also like like you're saying the uh, the reason that we like it is not necessarily just because of like the sexy side of it it's like the human side of it like we like to see the arguments we like to see the makeups we like to see the friendships all of those things and I guess like if you are doing something a little bit different and skewing it slightly so that you see these people become more than just hard bodies as they are often portrayed on Love Island or other sort of similar shows then it's still having all of the goodness that people come back for but it feels like it means a bit more, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it really seemed to um, actually, you know, have a positive impact on these people's lives, whether or not, like I've said before, they continue that into like their their actual lives, who knows? But like for a while, they seem to have made some, you know, growth into forming like deeper human relationships which was like super nice to see um I do think it's dead funny that they were all like obsessed with the fact like that they were all, all just kept saying like these are the sexiest people in the world how do you expect us not to like touch each other and I was like god people are straight they're so obsessed with the fact that they're all the sexiest people in the world <laughs> yeah they're, they're obsessed with being the sexiest people in the yeah. world and they're also obsessed with cheersing to themselves all oh, god, the time all the time <laughs> And they do, they do do in that one of my favorite things they do in like reality TV, which is where they have like a party that's just them, you know, like on the beach. And I always just think like, what yes. is that like? That must be so awkward and stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, now I see everything through like a, a lens of The Sims. It reminds me of like when you have a party on The Sims and everyone's just sort of like dancing really awkwardly in the living room and it's just like five people. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Gishplana. <laughs> yeah, Gishplana is exactly that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, I think it's a great TV show. If you like, um, you know, you want something quite lighthearted and very easy to digest and, you know, you like Love Island and you liked Love is Blind. It's like the next generation of that, like, give it a watch. It's worth it. 
who is your favorite cast member do you have one or did oh. you have one i re uh that wasn't I, I mean i quite liked most of them um i like uh i like chloe because i thought she was just like super positive and funny and like she she thinks she's like a bit thick but actually she's quite clever and like has quite good things to say i like chloe and she seems like she's like nice to everyone yeah so far. absolutely yeah no she she's good um yeah there's um yeah no i think they're, they're, they're a good bunch i thought it was really interesting that like there's ones from uh the us and the uk as well like a mix of of people and also there's that harry who's from australia which is fine but i absolutely hate how he calls everyone a naughty possum like that made me want to die (laughs) (laughs) i was like can you stop (laughs) i hate that um also i feel like that's something that like i don't know like an eight-year-old grandma would say and so it seems weird because he seems like i don't know whether i'm just getting old but he seemed like a child to me yeah no he is he's like one year old yeah like just got born and learned what kissing was or something yes like, yeah that's the vibe and it, it was seemed really weird that like he and francesca got together in the beginning because i was like francesca is literally like a 45 year old mature woman and harry <laughs> is like you know 17 and that's not a read on francesca it's just they seem like worlds apart like maturity okay. wise I think as it goes along, you, like maybe you won't think that so much it, as as there's as much a stretch in mentality <laughs> as it okay. goes on. Um, well, I have seen, the last episode I saw was when she and her friend had that snog to like ruin it more. For yeah, yes. Yeah. So there was a s- sort of slight queering of too hot to handle when two of the girls like decided to, in a sort of revenge plot, do some snogging because no one would ever guess it was them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is quickly shot down but um yeah no it was, it was a, a, an interesting turn and actually that Haley was it's the only one that I didn't really like at all I think she didn't really bring anything to to the whole thing <laughs> no I and mean, that continues felt, you'll see I felt a bit sorry for her in a sense because she reminded me of like the girl in school that doesn't really have many opinions of her own and kind of just leeches onto the popular girl because she just wants to be in her orbit a bit. Oh, yeah. don't I don't like know. that. I yeah. know. So I, I felt, I felt a bit, I felt a bit bad for, for her. Like, like she kind of was idolizing Francesca. Massively. So she was just like, I didn't even get the impression that like she believed everything that she was saying when she kind of leapt to her defense in the first episode. Yeah. Um, it was just more that she was like blindly following someone that she had like deemed to be her leader it was really weird yes I agree I agree and I don't know whether it was just that she had a massive crush on her or like what was going on but it was just a bit unsettling to watch definitely like like her character in it definitely I agree um but yeah uh, top program very very much enjoyed it so bring me more what one bit that made me kind of laugh slash cry was when the Jesus one, what's, what's his name? Matthew. Yeah. Was when he was um, sort of like slyly, slyly negging Chloe to the other English guy saying that like, oh, you know, she's just like an airhead and she was yeah. being really nice to him and then she left to go somewhere and she was just like being really nice and normal and he was sort of... Um, negging her but then 
with the with under the horizon like he just likes to have really deep and meaningful conversations but then in his next breath was like i only like thin models yes um, it was really weird <laughs> so bizarre yeah he he's a man who like has like has the outward show of being like a spiritual man um but like has the inner monologue of just not really that sometimes <laughs> so, yeah. yeah yeah very interesting yeah, he has the personality of a shiny going out shoe, but the aesthetic <laughs> is like <laughs> someone who zip lines. Um, what, someone who does yoga and uh, yeah, zip line. Zip, no, not zip lines. Um, not zip lines. Um, does that thing oh, the trees? What's that called? That, that thing that I hate. Slacklining. Yeah. Slacklining. What is it? Slacklining. Slacklining. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He, he ha- yes, that is exactly correct. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing yoga so, pants, but he's also wearing. I really like slouchy beanie. You know who we mean. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Great. Um, okay. Yeah. Watch that. Highly recommended. Yeah. Have you been nice. watching anything else? Um, I have, um, other than Juno Birch's whole YouTube, um, <laughs> I have been listening to a few things. So mm-hmm. um, Cosmo have got a new podcast series out called All The Way With and it's on different subjects it's kind of like sex and relationships and things Mm -hmm. and there's an episode that I listened to today um that had Danielle Vanier on and um so this episode was called All the Way with a woman who came out at 33 and it's about obviously like how she's come out not a later stage of life but kind of not as a teen or someone in their early 20s and um talks about that what that whole process was like for her and also someone sort of semi doing that in the public eye because she is um a fashion blogger and instagram influencer and has a lot of followers and things and kind of talked about how um you know if if you haven't like massive like she hadn't massively talked about sexuality or relationships before and kind of doing that now and people's preconceived notions because she is quite femme and plus size like she wouldn't necessarily fall into a queer category to a lot of people's minds and then right. just kind of shifting those perceptions and things and also kind of I think what was interesting was about her her not reticence but she was talking about how she wanted to kind of tread carefully into this space in terms of like how she was giving voice to certain issues around um, her queer identity because she was sort of saying, you know, I'm fairly new to this and I don't want to sort of step in on this space of someone with a massive platform to be like, I have arrived now and these are all of my opinions. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of like really conscious of that, which I, which I think, was really nice but also you know I would like as someone who has been carrying this card for quite a long time would like her to feel that she can have all of her own opinions and she isn't speaking for everyone by doing that she's just speaking for herself but um I think it's yeah a nice considerate place that she's um coming from and just talking about how like she'd had a lot of terrible tough times relationship wise and now has met this girlfriend and she's just like having the most like dream time ever other than obviously the quarantine but um it was a cute like love story it was nice yeah Um, so i listened to that and also um three girls one keith is back the amy schumer podcast that i sometimes (laughs) listen to that if you just want something light and very silly that is funny they had quentin they had quentin tarantino on i think on the last one that i listened to 
Um, so that's quite good. Um, I listened to Busy Phillips on the Happy Place podcast again. That was a really just sort of nice listen if you are going on a socially distant walk and fancy an hour of something that's, you know, interesting but not, you know, too heavy necessarily. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of my podcasts i've dipped my toes into unorthodox but i don't want to go there until next week when i've watched all of them same um <laughs> agree okay, good we will make sure to watch it and talk about it next week and other than that just continuing with killing eve and rupaul's drag race how about you have you have you um, been carrying on watching the sopranos yeah we finished season one last night finale so that was that was fun and good um intrigued to see where it goes what happens yeah just really enjoying it um it's you know it's hailed as one of the best tv programs ever for a reason and i'm learning all those reasons um (laughs) (laughs) and just love how many but the main the main problem with watching sopranos is that every time i watch it they eat like ten thousand delicious like pasta dishes that i want to have 100 times over so yeah last night i made like a proper just like red sauce and pasta and i felt loads like i was um like providing some food for tony soprano (laughs) yeah carmel always making a baked ZT, and i'm just like no fucking ZT. (laughs) (laughs) he's like always going to the fridge and pulling out like massive trays of. i want it i want it yeah oh i forgot as well the most best thing the most best the best thing that i watched this weekend that I think you already know is the sound of music for the eight millionth and first. How was it this time? <laughs> oh, just stunning. I mean, um, I've like put something up on Instagram stories and then our friend Kate messaged me and said, um, I still can't believe I've like gotten to nearly 30 and I've never watched this. And I was like, I don't know how what a friend. Yeah. How, like what 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 is this relationship built on? If it's not Georg, I'm not interested. Georg <laughs> um, in the RB. So, but other than having to like reassess some of my closest friendships, um, <laughs> it was a fab experience as it always is. But um, I was wondering though, like if you were to watch The Sound of Music now, because for me, a lot of the pleasure of The Sound of Music is all of my history with The Sound of Music. Yes. And like remembering what it was like to watch it for the first time when I was like, I don't know, six or something. Yeah. And um, throughout all of the years, like, the history of it and the legacy of it is part of why I really love it. So would would I still love it in the same way just watching it cold now? Like possibly not, but yeah. you can't deny that it's just an amazing movie and it's just banger after banger. Like every bit is an iconic bit. Every bit. Stunning and iconic, the whole thing. Yeah, no, the the it's always interesting to think about those things of like your sort of childhood things you've grown up with to think of like oh if someone watched them now would they just be like what the fuck this is crap or they're not interested at all and that's definitely a possibility but sound of music bangs and if you especially if you play our sound of music drinking game (laughs) which is was loads of fun very true um what what is your favorite song from the sound of music uh oh i mean probably uh must have done something good or something good however that's called i find yeah, that something super sweet my, and nice something good. my favorite is it but yeah. um, also love climb every mountain because i cry at that yeah it's a good one very powerful and i also love the reprise of how do you solve a problem like maria when she's getting married yeah that's great very good god yeah there's loads i haven't watched it in a while actually i think the last time i watched it was when we did play that drinking game which was a few years oh ago. okay well if you ever get disney plus or get the 
trial or whatever. It's on oh, is Disney it on Club. that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what else have you been watching? <laughs> um, not much else. Uh, I mean, yeah, keeping up with Killing Eve. Second episode was all right but the main thing i took from it and this is like basically got nothing to do with the plot is that i was really <laughs> just really annoyed that you know she has like kenny's phone from when kenny got killed like is this about how it would definitely be locked and how can she read them because i thought that not that because it is locked and she can't get in she's only reading like what pops up on the screen what's more annoying to me is that his phone background is a picture of himself that would never happen was it? Yeah, it's a picture of himself because obviously they're trying to be like, remember, this is Kenny's phone. But it's like, give the audience some credit, do it more subtly. Like that, that, that kind of stuff really bog, bugs me in like TV and film. You should at least have had like one with his mom someone or else. something. Yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, or like with, yeah, because now it's like revealed he had this sort of girlfriend or this girlfriend, this woman he was seeing. Like, have yeah. one of them together. It's just hit yeah. in a football shirt. It's like, what? That's ridiculous. He was not that, that kind is, of character to have a picture of his background. Although your friend and listener of this podcast, Alex, yeah. did a stunning graphic portrait of you. And I would forgive you for having that as your background. <laughs> he did such an amazing job. Yeah, he, um, during this lockdown, has been like learning some new skills. Like, and uh, he's been learning to use some sort of, I don't know what it is, online computery thing that you draw with. And yeah, he asked if he could do uh, a stunning picture of me and I said oh my god please I'm your muse pay me like one of your French girls and he did um and yeah that was the result it's great I love it loads maybe he should do one of Zac Efron and then he can be the gorgeous artist <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> take over from you <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him if he would consider that to yeah. help keep the dream come alive but I want him in um the basketball outfit the iconic red basketball outfit from high school musical Okay, yeah. Well, he's not learnt bodies yet, and he said that he said when he learns bodies, he can draw us together, which was Aww. really sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, very happy to be amused for that. It was uh, very great, and it was just a picture of me, like with my mouth wide open, like a big gobby shite. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love to see it. Yeah, he know- he knows his subject well. <laughs> he knows me very well. So obviously we agree with being beautiful, stunning, iconic muses for our artistic friends. Um, but there are some things that we absolutely are not having a great time adjusting to in this pandemic time. It's time for... I don't agree with it. Olivia, what do you not agree with this week? Well, Lucy, I have been reading that um, Zoom the program that we're using now to record this and that I spend my whole life on for work has um, been clamping down on sex parties. So apparently a lot of sex parties have been happening on Zoom. Um, And whether you agree or disagree with that, that's by the by. But it got me thinking because um, I was having a catch up with my boss at work the other day. We have like a scheduled catch up every week. Yeah. And um you know, the Zoom related news, she said, did you know that Zoom, now I don't think it's the case on this one, but on my work one, it's automatically, so if you go into your settings on Zoom, it's automatically pre-ticked to tidy up your appearance. So you basically are getting like photoshopped for Zoom. So rude. Yeah. And I went in and it was automatically, it was, it's not on here, but on my work one, it is. 
Oh my word. Yeah. So I, I can't remember. Let me, um, do you know what that tells me though? Do you know, like, and this is like classic quarantine conspiracy theory that actually what that means is that because they can like tidy up your appearance and like do things to your face, what they're actually doing is like gathering, harvesting data about your face for, you know, them, for the Maybe. big, yeah. the big corpse. The, the thing that, the thing that you can click or unclick so it just says touch up my appearance. Oh my, but on my work on, it already set, ticked. That's so rude. It's no need. You think, no, like, no, not necessary. I am, um, but then I unticked it, and then I was like, oh no, I'm going to go back and tick it again. <laughs> but it's just you the don't fact want that... like a sudden dramatic change in how you look on all your Zoom calls. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Don't want people to like start start crying in the morning meeting, like what's happened. Um, but just the fact that it was like pre-selected, I thought it was like such a read. Yeah, but, that is, um, yeah that's not great. Um, no, we, so we, I don't agree with at all Zoom. Yeah, Zoom have yeah. been having some um, hacking issues as well recently um, that are a bit worrying. I know somebody personally whose call got like hacked into and a bunch of like pornography was being shown. So uh, really? not, not great, uh, child pornography as well. So that's not great. <gasps> Yeah, so there are a few issues with Zoom, actually, that maybe they need to sort out a bit. And apparently they know about it and they're trying to crack down on it. But uh, yeah, beginning to think maybe Zoom isn't the way forward. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, so I... think on Zoom and get it sorted out. Yeah, because it is like such a good yeah. service, especially for now. But it's like, why Why do everyone, why does everybody have to ruin everything? It's I know. the worst. I know um anyway what don't you agree with this week lucy mine is um simple and you know you know i don't agree with it and um it's a spoiler if you haven't watched drag race last week but i absolutely do not agree with our dearest jan being booted off oh lovely jan justice for jan (laughs) it was honestly the past two weeks of drag race in terms of jan have been so dumb I know. I, yeah, I totally agree. Like we said, we said it last week. We said, you know, she should have won that one the week before. And then oh, I just knew it was coming. I just knew it was coming. Um, and as it, you know, got further into the app, I was like, yep, yeah, this is it. This is it. Here she goes. And then she was gone and I was just really sad. And this is what it, if, if this is what it feels like to care about Drag Race, I don't want to feel. <laughs> um, no, emo- emotions are too like paper thin at the moment. To exactly. Be yeah but as we said we'll um when we can as soon as we can we're coming for you jan we're gonna come to new york just to see you (laughs) yeah and i just felt like they didn't like let her shine through as fairly and then their their excuse that like she wanted it too much or was like too beggy or whatever i just thought was so mean it's like set people up to want it and then you shoot them down for wanting it and like Fair enough if you're just going on about how much you want it, but actually, like, your looks are rubbish or whatever you've been doing is rubbish. But she's been consistently good. Yes, I agree. Like, they 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 spend, like, the whole time being, like, you've got to show us how much you want it, like, to everybody, and you've got to, like, really sell yourself and blah, blah, blah. And she did exactly that, and then that's their reason why they had to get rid. It's like, come on. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not saying she should have won, potentially, but, like, she was my favourite, but, like, she should have lasted a lot longer than that. Yeah, opinion. definitely should have, should have lasted a lot longer, especially given like how long they kept Britta in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. 
it's uh it's frustrating and it's also frustrating to like just know that sherry pie is still there even though that's obviously like a hindsight thing that happened and blah 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 but like it's just frustrating that um our lovely Jan is gone because I'll miss I'll miss yeah. her presence. I think that probably like when they filmed it, Sherry was like a huge presence, and Jan just got overlooked, which is why now it looks really jarring. Yeah, good point. Then it was like the Gigi and Sherry show, and Jan wasn't really like a feature, which is that's wrong again. But I think that that's probably what happened. But I think it is like magnified even more now for us. Whereas I think that we probably would have got even less of a sense of jam had Sherry been sort of featured as they were planning to feature Yes, her. that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that at all, but that is probably absolutely correct. Um, but yeah, uh, love you, Jan, forever. Um, you're my, my fave queen of what I've been involved with Drag Race Rise, and I just hope that you continue to be the purest, loveliest hun that you are. I'm so down for going to New York to watch Jan. Oh, when absolutely. We can Start spreading the news. Olivia, it's track of the week. That's right. <laughs> We've made it to the big time. It's time for track of the week. What's your track of the week? <laughs> well, my track of the week this week, Lucy, is um, I think it I think it speaks to the current state of affairs. Um, mm. it I'm identifying with it in a very real way. And um the track this week is by New Rules. Okay. And it's called Pasta. <gasps> well, this is a an evergreen song for you and I. <laughs> it's an evergreen song for you and I, but like a special song for probably like everyone else. Yeah. And the first lyrics um, of the song are, all she wanted was a bowl of pasta without anybody looking at her. And I can just identify with that so viscerally. That speaks to every part and- of my heart. <laughs> Yeah, and it's and it's basically about how like they're not going out and they're just staying in and cooking pasta. And if that isn't the song for the quarantine, then I don't know what is. Yeah, that's brilliant. Great song. I don't know that. I'm gonna definitely listen to that. You'll like it a lot. It's very um it's very just pop. Okay, good. Love, love, you know, I love a bit of pop. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, and that that is my song for this week and the next week and the week after that, I think. Um, I've been watching a lot of pasta making videos, you know, like quarantine pantry pastas and stuff. Yeah. I still need to watch that Bon Appetit one where they do all the different kinds. Did you watch the Bon Appetit one with the carbonara? No. Oh, I need to watch. Need to watch. It looks so great. Yeah, and I've been really enjoying watching everybody. And so I, I follow, there's two pasta people that I follow that I really like. So there's one called Rosie McKean, Pasta Queen. Yeah, I follow her. She's great. Love her. I've made loads of her pasta recipes. And also she has a friend called Spender Penne. Yeah, got that as well. (laughs) Yeah, and she does a lot of good things as well. So if you're interested in pasta, like we are, um, follow them because they have some really great um, quality pasta recipes that are quite helpful. This has been your pandemic pasta shout out. Absolutely, sure what public service. Yeah, um, and so on from pasta and new rules, what is your <laughs> track of the week, Lucy? Uh, my track of the week is, um, it's a song I started listening to a bit ago, but it just like came back on my um, like radar recently, and I was like, oh yeah, this song 
bangs love it loads um so it's from like and this is not usually an artist i would listen to but it came up on a shuffle at some like some sort of radio at some point but it's from mark ronson's album from last year which like i would never usually explore um, his, his late night feelings one yes exactly yeah but it's mark ronson feet angel olsen um who yeah. i love and can recommend for anything ever love her yeah. so much her most recent love album angel. was was brilliant um, yeah, you and all of the middle-aged men who love her as well. Uh, all the Steve Musics, yeah. Yeah, all the Steve Musics. <laughs> like, I remember being so shocked when we went to that gig ages ago of Angel Olsen, because I was like, I thought we'd be like loads of like early 20s queer women. And I was like, shocked to my core that there were so many Steve Musics, and you were like, no, this is the most Steve Musics. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then when, as soon as you recognise the Steve Musics, you understand that they're going to be at every gig you go to, essentially yeah yeah or you can certainly understand the ones where it'll be like peak steve music more Absolutely. than others yeah um, and speaking of gigs i also made um a sims house of carly ray jepsen and dj extraordinaire alex chapman oh. and they have the most stunning really chaotic pink house <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so great they that would yeah. be what a dream house to live in I know, and he's always spinning the decks and she's always like progressing her entertainment career and it's just great to see. Um, <laughs> great. Um, anyway. Yeah, anyway. So uh, this track is called True Blue and it's Mark Ronson feet Angel Olsen and it's just, it absolutely bangs. It's got such a great like beat to it. It's a really good song to drive to, but I've not really been driving. So it's like, that's why I think I haven't listened to it as much, but I just happened to put it back on. I was like, yeah, it's a great song. And it's got like, it's basically like a love song. It's got like, but it's got lyrics about like the world passing by and about like fate couldn't have like predicted this. And you know, it's, it's got some good like uh, pandemic vibes. Um, I think like the, the chorus Aww. is like, I run to you, I run to you. And you know, it's very like longing and yearning. So I thought, yeah, it's a good one. And it's just a really great track. So totally recommend that song. That's my track of the week. Stunning. So from superstar Jan to another superstar in our lives, Olivia, I want to know what our special hun has been up to. It is time for... Celine Watch! So Olivia, what has Celine been up to? Have you been on the Celine uh, newscasts? I have been on the case and I'm pleased to report that um, above and beyond her stellar performance at One World, everyone being at home or whatever it was called, um, which we haven't talked about, but um, that was long. I did not realise it was going to be like nine hours. Yeah, it was, in my opinion, a million thousand hours too long and was, obviously I didn't watch the whole thing. I sort of skimmed through to people I sort of know and care about, um, but it was just a lot of the same um things like in it was just like i get that you know it's a tough time you know there's things to feel tough about but um it was a lot of just people doing very sad songs and i was like we need something a bit more upbeat here i think maybe like bring a bit more entertainment and joy like it was a bit sort of dirgy in my opinion yeah um but i, I did like retora's lovely botanical prints that she had in the room that she was performing. <laughs> Yeah, it was nice to like see people's houses a bit, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, and I liked I liked to see Kesha as well. She was yes. Um, but anyway, um, other than her performance there, um, the latest news that I have from our girl Celine mm. is all about our other gorgeous hun, Perry Edwards. So 
in lockdown, she has been doing a lot of gorgeous content for us, mm-hmm. and mainly with her boyfriend. She's been doing a lot of TikTok videos and a lot of just singing and doing funny things to keep herself entertained. Yeah. And one of the things that she did was that she performed all by myself on Instagram. Oh, I did and see that actually, yes. Yes, and then she found out that Celine Dion had watched it and she said that she was going to cry and vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Correct reaction. Imagine if we found out that Celine had heard this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yes, so she found that out and then... Um, so Celine commented on um, Perry's Instagram writing, Bravo Perry, thank you for sharing your gift with us. Stay, stay strong. Can you imagine that? I too would cry and vomit on the spot. So I understand how Perry's feeling. Anyway, um, yeah, so um, absolutely gorgeous moment for Perry. So fab. Yeah, great. So I think that about wraps it up here, doesn't it, Olivia? Um, it does, yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, as ever, we would love to hear from you. We've had a couple people get in touch uh, saying that they're happy the podcast is still going on and it's really nice to hear from you and we're glad that uh, we can continue to bring this to you during this time thank god for the technology i know thank god and now that i know what twitch is maybe who knows what else we could do i love this to 2020 your like renaissance of all the street the platforms you're into tiktok you're into twitch what we, i don't know what we're gonna have you in on next but it could be anything I know, I might re-download Snapchat. I mean, people still what use that. What the hell? Yeah, like 12-year-olds. Who knows where it's all going to end? Yeah, okay, maybe I'll leave Maybe I'll leave Snapchat. And just um, full disclosure, I haven't actually downloaded Twitch, but um, now I know what it is, which is nice. Yeah, you've itched the Twitch. <laughs> and before we go, we also wanted to mention that we are very, very excited to announce that we will be joined next week by another guest, Lucy. <gasps> We will have three faces on this little Zoom. Um, Yeah, so that's going to be really, really exciting. We'll probably be revealing who that is um, in the next couple of days. Um, So that'll be really nice. We've been wanting this person to come on the podcast for a long time. Um, Hopefully some of you will already be familiar with her and um, just a really interesting, nice, great, fab, brilliant person to have on. So really looking forward to speaking to them and kind of getting their take on what's been going on and how they've been coping and kind of in the position that they are in in their job how that's been affected as well so it's going to be a really really interesting chat and I can't wait um, to do that chat and share it with everyone so yeah yes very much looking forward to it um yeah as Lucy said it's been really nice um to hear from you we hope that you're all doing well keeping those spirits up and if your spirits are not up might I suggest watching The Sound of Music it is three hours of pure unadulterated escapism and (laughs) gorgeousness so please watch that please watch all of Juno Birch's back catalogue and um eat your favorite food look at the gorgeous sunshine um if you can and just you know talk to your friends talk to us and um we'll we'll get through it we will come out the other side and hopefully we'll be able to see some of you um, in real life really really soon but we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until then Bye. bye okay um right would you like to do consumies now yeah unless have you got any news no (laughs) You sound like Juno Birch then. You're like, intonation.
Have you got any news? It's iconic. And very, very good. <laughs> very, very ash. <laughs> <laughs>